summary of the Sikha. At the end of this week's parsha, the last pasuk it says that the Yidden settled into the land of Goshen. So the pasuk says, and the Yidden settled in Eretz Mitzrayim, the land of Mitzrayim, in the land of Goshen, and Vayeochazuba. That's the word that we're going to be explaining now. They took hold of it, let's call it, and they flourished and they multiplied greatly. So there are two different interpretations to the word The simple meaning, as Rashi says, is it's a word which expresses taking hold, making camp, settling in, purchasing, you know, making it yours, making the land yours. The Medjur says the opposite. The land took hold of them. And it's as if they were, they, they were there against their will. The word uh, from the word it takes hold of them and they were there against their will. So, <coughs> in the simple meaning of the Pasuk, it would seem that it means more that they settled in the way Rashi explains it and they made it theirs because the Pasuk seems to be leading in the direction that, which leads to and they flourished there it's hard to say that you were forced into a place and you flourished it's more, it makes more simple sense that they settled in and they made it theirs and they flourished that's why Rashi explains it in the simple terms but since there are two interpretations to the same word it means that they're not two divergent interpretations but they somehow they work together they, they express a certain meaning sharing the same word so we have to understand what that is especially in light of the fact that they seem to be contradictory terms one saying that they made it theirs and the other one is that the land made them into the lands you know they took hold of them controlled them so to understand this we have to study the previous Rashi in this passage which says Vayeshev Yisrael Ba'eretz Mitzrayim the Yidin settled in Eretz Mitzrayim and he continues Rashi explains where in Eretz Mitzrayim in the land of Goshen which is part of Mitzrayim so what is Rashi trying to say here he's trying to say some uh, commentaries say that you might have thought that they settled into two different places in the land of Mitzrayim and in the land of Goshen so Rashi says no it means the land of Mitzrayim which contains the land of Goshen where in the land of Goshen within Eretz Mitzrayim because Goshen is a Mitzrayim but you have to, if that's the case so then why does Rashi have to add which is in Mitzrayim if he says they settled into Mitzrayim where in the land of Goshen you understand by default that Goshen is a Mitzrayim especially the fact that we know already that Goshen is a Mitzrayim so why does Rashi have to point that out again what I mean is we know it from earlier Psukim, uh, much earlier that Goshen was part of Mitzrayim. In fact, the, the question could be asked, why does the Pasuk have to say they settled in Mitzrayim in Goshen? It should have simply said they settled in Goshen when we know that it's a Mitzrayim. Why does the Pasuk have to add they settled in Mitzrayim? And another question is, why does Rashi, if he's explaining what the Eretz Mitzrayim means, and that it's in Eretz Goshen, why does he have to quote from the Pasuk Vayeshev Yisrael. He's not explaining Vayeshev Yisrael. So the explanation of what is Rashi trying to do here? He has there is a, a an apparent contradiction that would come up from an earlier pasuk. 
back in the Brisbane of Sodom when Hashem promised Eretz Yisrael to the Yidden he said to him, but your children will be slaves in a land which is not theirs they will be strangers in a land which is not theirs and they will serve them for 400 years and then they will leave with great wealth so the question is this Pasuk says that the Yidden settled into Eretz Mitzrayim into the Eretz Goshen they made it theirs it became theirs they lived there they flourished there so the question is how does that fit with they will be strangers, aliens in a land which doesn't belong to them if it says that they made it theirs they're living in their own home it's like their home so how does that fit with what Hashem told Avram which is the reason why Rashi also quotes Vayeshev Yisrael in this Rashi because since he's trying to explain what does it mean that the Yidin settled into a place and made it theirs and you call that that they're strangers in the land that's why this, these words are critical to the discussion that Rashi is having so to answer that question the Pasuk answers that question by saying that it Yeshev Yisrael Be'eretz Mitzrayim they settled in Eretz Mitzrayim if it would have just said Be'eretz Goshen it would have seemed they're settling into a beautiful place it's the best place in Mitzrayim we know Meitav Ha'oretz it's the, the choicest piece of real estate in Eretz Mitzrayim so, but then when he says that it was in Eretz Mitzrayim it, bring, it reminds us that in the end this is not their land this is not their country this is a foreign country they may be comfortable for now but this is a foreign country that's what the Pesach is trying to say and that's why Rashi adds Shehi mi Eretz Mitzrayim you have to remember this is Mitzrayim you're settling in but it is Mitzrayim you're a stranger in somebody else's land but we still have to understand at least from the inner understanding of what Mitzrayim is meant to be we know that the purpose of Golos Mitzrayim was that the Yidin should become refined so that they will be ready they will be made into a keli they should be able to be ready and, uh, and be able to receive the Torah that was the purpose of being in Mitzrayim to refine them to that degree and then eventually to be able to go into Yisrael so the question is how do you go through that by living in a comfortable land like Erez Goshen and settling in it becomes your place how does that contribute to the refinement especially when we take into consideration that the word also has the meaning of they inherited it achuza means an inheritance so if the Yidin took that as an inheritance so what does it mean? it's their land what does it mean that they're going through Mitzrayim the Golos Mitzrayim in their own land it's something that they inherit that they own so from and on the level of Pshad it doesn't pose a big question because the fact that they lived there for 210 years that in itself could already um, you can use the word they inherited it they took they made it theirs they lived it for 210 years that's why it's called an inheritance but from the Medrash which, look, which looks behind the scenes what does it mean they, they inherited it so then how are they going through uh, Mitzrayim the Radak in Sefer Yeshua says that there's a passage over there that says that Yeshua conquered the whole, the whole land of Goshen so typical, normally it's an, attributed to be some area in Eretz Yisrael that was also called Eretz Goshen the, the Radak brings from a drash that it actually means that he went and conquered Goshen in Mitzrayim and he made it a part of the holdings of Yehuda of the Shevet Yehuda so according to this the word inherited 
means that they eventually inherited it and it became part of Eretz Yisrael according to the Medrash, the way the Medrash sees it because the simple shot is of course not that but the way the Medrash interprets it that that is part of that became part of Eretz Yisrael eventually uh, then we underst- might understand the word Yerusha here why it's called an inheritance but it's still difficult to say that that's what it means because we're talking almost 300 years earlier at this point so to say that because later, 300 years later, they t- took it as an inheritance, that's why it's called now that they inherited it, it's difficult to say that that's what it means. So another explanation is that the Medrash says that Padre gave to Sarah, when he gave her gifts, because he took her as captive, he gave her the land of Goshen as an inheritance. He gave it to her, this is yours. So now that's why the Yidden settled in Goshen because it belonged to their mother to the grandmother that's uh, she said go there that's your flag belongs to me it belongs to you and that's where they settled so in other words they did own it as an inheritance so that makes the question even greater how could you call it that they're a stranger in somebody else's land when they're actually living in their own land that is owned by Sarah and therefore by them so this will be understood by understanding the Golos Mitzrayim as an explained the Chesidus. The Torah says that when it says the hard work that they subjected the Yidin to, the Chaymer, the hard work, Chaymer of Ulvenim, mortar and bricks. So the Alter Rebbe says that it means, it's from, it's quoting from the Zayar, that Avoidakasha means Kasha. All of these things translate to 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 components of learning Torah. Avodakasha means the question and the answers, the whole debate that goes on in learning Torah. Chaymer is an allusion to Kalva Chaymer. That's one of the methods by which we expound the Torah. And Levenim is Libun Halacha, which means to get to the final Halacha, you have to eliminate all the other opinions and get to the to the clarity of it. That's Levenim. Libun means also to clarify what that means is that when a Yid dedicates himself to the toil of the oil Torah, to the toil of of Torah, so then we are spared from the hard work of Shibud as the Mishnah says that when a person takes upon himself the yoke of Torah and by yoke he means the difficult work of learning Torah, not just the easy stuff, but really committed and dedicated to the hard work of learning Torah, they remove from you other uh, hard work and other, other commitments, the government commitments, other life commitments are removed because you're dedicated to the, to the work of Torah. So in other words, when the Yidin, when they were involved in the learning of Torah in the yeshiva in Gaishan, so then they were spared from the difficulties of Golos. So by this we can explain, in other words, that because the Yidin in Goshen, they dedicated themselves at the early stages of it, when Yosef and his brothers were alive, and they were running a yeshiva, and the Yidin were completely dedicated to the learning of Torah, so they lived a good life because they were involved and dedicated to Torah, they didn't suffer any enslavement, this is where they expressed their enslavement to the Torah. And that's what, what it's saying here, that in the early, se- the early period of Golos Mitzrayim, they, it was a good life. They settled in, and they made it theirs, and they inherited it, and it belonged to them. And Golos Mitzrayim was experienced, was done, but was accomplished through dedication to Torah and hard work of Torah.
But we st- I have the question that it's, if it belongs to them, so what do you mean that it's, uh, that it's a land that doesn't belong to them? The answer is simply that because they knew that this was not the holy land, this was not their, their land, the land which Hashem is, uh, you know, is invested into, the, the eyes of Hashem are upon it from the, for the entire year, so they knew that this was a gullus. They're not in their own land, and therefore, even though they own it, but it's not the holy land which was promised to them, which they deserve, which they need to be in. And that's what the gullus is. The gullus at that time was that. We're not in our holy land. However, even though in the beginning of the gullus, everything was working fine, and they were dedicated to Torah, but since in the end they were not in Israel, which means they had already descended a level, and they were living in Goshen, and a foreign land and not in the holy land so that in itself opened them up that was the chink in the armor that allowed the Golas to start penetrating and infiltrating especially after Yosef and the brothers died so therefore there was already not the same kind of dedication to the learning of Torah the old guard wasn't there anymore so they when that happened and they eased up in the learning of Torah then the true shibud, the true enslavement began to occur. As it says that the day that Yosef died, it was to them as if today they entered uh, into Mitzrayim. Because then it became, it became noticeable. They are living in a foreign country. They're enslaving us. That's what happened. They were no longer uh, experiencing, allowing the, uh, the dedication to Torah to take over from the literal enslavement. So the literal enslavement began to happen. And that's what Rashi means to say. Where is that in Eretz Goshen? Which is Mitzrayim? Even though you're living in Goshen, you have to always keep in mind that you are a Mitzrayim. If you remember that, then the enslavement will not be as difficult. But then eventually that turned into, it became Mitzrayim. In other words, Goshen itself became Mitzrayim, meaning to say, although Goshen started as a good place, but in the end, the whole enslavement took place in Goshen. They lived in Goshen their, their whole period of living in Mitzrayim, which means Goshen itself became the Mitzrayim. And that's what Rashi says, Shehi Be'eretz Mitzrayim. It is, in the end, Mitzrayim. Goshen turned into Mitzrayim. And that's another meaning in why Rashi uses from which means an inheritance. What he means here is the way we understand the inner purpose of of the Golos Mitzrayim, which is that the Yidden went there in order to be able to elevate all the sparks of Kedusha that fell from the world of Toyu into the control of Mitzrayim. And by their hard work, and that, that's why they elevated over the 210 years, they elevated all those Nitzutzes, all those hard sparks of Kedusha. And they made it into theirs, that which was under the control of Mitzrayim, they, they inherited it, and they made it theirs. And when they made it theirs, that's when they were able to leave Mitzrayim. And this fits in well with what the Friediger Rebbe says, that the, the kind of um, inheritance that took place in that context from the other nations, in other words, from Mitzrayim and other nations that they didn't have to elevate sparks wherever they come in uh, foreign nations, it's, we see it from the Pasuk which says, the laws of the inheritance as they appear in the Torah says, that the first person to uh, inherit a, a person that dies is his own sons. If Ubain Ein if he has no sons, then it turns, uh, eventually it to, goes to the brother. 
if there's a daughter, then it goes to the daughter. Eventually, shall give his inheritance to his brother. Who is the brother? Esav has certain sparks of Kedusha. When he dies and there's nobody, in other words, when it, there's nobody to take it over there, nobody cares about it there, give it to his brother. Who is the brother? Ach, Esav liyakov. Esav is a brother of Yaakov. So Yaakov inherits all those Natsutsas. That's what Rashi means that they took it as an inheritance, that's the purpose of the whole Golos. And that's the explanation of why the, these two meanings of the same word, on the one hand, they took a hold of Goshen and they made it theirs, because that's at the beginning of the, of the uh, Golos, that's what happened. They were settled in and they were doing well and they were exchanging their work of Golos through Liminatayr, um, but in the end, we know that as soon as they settled, the fact that they send it into Goshen already opened them up, that eventually it would turn into a real Golos, to the Golos in the literal sense. So therefore, it may seem on the outside as if we're in control of Goshen, but we know that the truth is, says the Medrash, that Goshen was already taking control of them, and they, they descended, and then they send it another level until it actually made them into slaves of Mitzrayim in the literal sense. And then when they inherited all the Natsutsas, all the sparks, through the hard work, the literal hard work as well, then they left with great wealth, which is they left with their spiritual wealth, they emptied Mitzrayim of any spiritual value at all, and then they left Mitzrayim.